0: This is the Blaze Radio On Demand.
1: This is the Bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network.
0: here for yet another episode of the Bonfire podcast where we discuss the important things you know the pe- the things that people really want to talk about and hear about you know i mean you can't blame them for wanting to talk about movies food travel all that good stuff and so i have with me today Another coworker who I decided to say, you know what, he needs to come on the show and explain to me his viewpoint on Batman versus Superman because we both saw the movie. So, ladies and gentlemen, here we have Chris Childs. Hey, <laughs> yay! Oh, hey, thank you very much yes, yes. Thank you. Chris. I asked you on because you told me you are more familiar with the comics yeah. and the sort of history of Batman, yeah. maybe a little Superman than I am. So I have a different perspective when I saw the movie versus maybe what you saw. So right. Bonfire wrote its article, but I want you to give us your viewpoint first of the movie. What did you think?
2: Well, I, I come at it differently because, of course, I am an old guy. Mm. So I've been
0: <laughs> older. You're not that old. Well, I'm an older guy, uh. um,
2: <laughs> one of the oldest ones around here. Um, <laughs> so you know, I, I go back to the Adam West days. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, like I've I've been with Batman for a long
0: the whole time. Time.
2: Um, no, it, from the movie standpoint. I really had a good time with it. I really did. And I, you know, it was, uh, I went into it with low expectations.
0: Mm, Okay, there it is.
2: I did. I got to be honest. That's good. Um, That's good, though. Well, honestly, when they released the first trailer, I was like, meh. Mm -hmm. I was not impressed. Didn't like it. Was like, oh, crap. They're going to really screw this up. (sighs) Then the second trailer came out, and I was like, oh. Okay, this is going interesting. Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, okay, I'm I'm a little jacked for it. And then the sooner, um, the more the, the sooner it got closer. I guess is the better way to put it is the the more it got closer and closer and closer. I'm like, okay, this is going to be good. Mm-hmm. I
0: hope. So you actually kind of got your. Not expectations, but you got excited for it as it got closer, you started realizing, yeah. well, you know what this is I think going to be good
2: yeah i i i was I was very hopeful to some extent, but mm. I was also extremely reserved, just because um you know, I hearken back to Batman and Robin, where <laughs> george George Clooney was horrible, oh my gosh, Schwarzenegger was horrible the whole movie was horrible mm-hmm. um and it was just, you know, it's like, that, that's what I was afraid of with Affleck.
0: Right. Affleck or Affleck, Affleck or whatever, whatever you I want to call him. Call
2: him. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that the insurance mm-hmm. is Affleck. Uh, anyway, with Ben, um, I was really concerned. I was not happy with that choice. Right. Originally at all. Um, because I thought, oh, God, they're going Clooney. Because Clooney was the big name then. Let's put right. him in the bat suit. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. Although, when I saw Dust of Dawn... With Clooney in it, which, yeah. if you haven't seen it,
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's a really good movie. Kind of warped. It gives you a little head twist there in the middle. But I saw that and went, okay, Clooney can can play a Batman because it's a dark, dark character. Batman is just a dark character. He's the darkest one out there.
0: Yeah. Has he always been like that in the comics? Oh, he,
2: uh, he started off that way. And then they kind of, you know, around the Adam West, around the 60s, they kind of perked him up and okay. got a little campy. and yeah. You know, that show's completely camp, but I still love it because it's just mm-hmm. – that's my first exposure, know, to, exposure it, yeah. to, to Batman. Um, so it was – you know, it, it got campy and then you had the Justice League cartoons and those were kind of campy and those were kind of – but still cool because, oh, yeah. you, you know, it was Saturday morning and mm-hmm. the Justice League was on. <laughs> um, and then, you know, when the first Batman with Keaton came on, um, Tim Burton, who I love even before the Batman movie – um, Did a really good job with it, I thought. I wasn't crazy about Keaton either. Right. But I really did like Keaton's portrayal of Bruce Wade and Batman. Br- Batman is really hard because it's a hard character. It really is. Because you have to play this, you know, philanthroping, big time millionaire, billionaire guy that's out there, Playboy kind of guy who's, you know, footloose and fancy free.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Then you got to play this dark side
0: guy. Mm hmm.
2: And which
0: is why I think so many people like him. It's a yeah. complicated but realistic character.
2: Oh yeah. And I mean, you know what's crazy is of course I've read a couple of books on the Batman and philosophy and Batman and psychology and all that kind of stuff. It's and it's really interesting. Uh his his character is unlike anybody out there for a couple of reasons. Obviously because he's got this dual life thing going. He's not a superhero per se because he has no superpowers whatsoever. Mm-hmm. He's just rich.
0: Yeah. He's got all the gadgets, <laughs> he's and he's got, smart. He's, he's brilliant. Smart. He
2: spent a lot of time, you know, learning about things, figuring mm-hmm. out stuff, and, mm-hmm. you know, he's got this dark, dark side to it. Uh, it wasn't until um, they brought in the Dark Knight comic book series, and that is a great comic. I, if you have never read the Dark Knight series uh, with Frank Miller, who uh, wrote them, they're great. I've got – there are four books – they're phenomenal, and they are a. It's a dark Batman.
0: Does that is that not where Christopher Nolan got his inspiration? It's kind of
2: where he got it, got it, got the okay. inspiration. And in fact, um, the bat suit for this one for Batman and Superman mm-hmm. is taken pretty much directly out of that comic book. Oh, okay, it models it really well. And at the end of that comic book, not to give anything away, because I mean it's been out for twenty years. If you haven't read it, or maybe even thirty, God, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, probably more like twenty. You know, there's a big fight with Superman at the end of that one too. Right. So uh, you know, this is all where that, that leads. It's just um it he's just a dark guy. And so when they said Ben was gonna play it, I was like You gotta be kidding me. Jiggly. Yeah. That guy. That guy. Um but I gotta be honest, he he played it really well.
0: See, I thought so too. I liked him. I thought it worked. Mm-hmm. I don't know any of these comics. Mm-hmm. I've seen articles that complain on how dark it was. I said, wait a minute. Christopher Nolan, for the past three Batman movies, yeah. were all dark, and no one had a problem with those. Right. And then, as far as I knew, the character was also just, he's yeah. already dark, so why are you complaining, this is a dark movie? Well, well duh.
2: I, I think a lot of that comes from the the point that you're, you're pairing Superman with it. Who? Mm. Opposite of Batman. He's always been... You know the guy. He's always been you know, go murka and all this. Yeah, he's like I the mean, Captain America of yeah, DC. Yeah, he is, and he's just he's always he's the hope guy. You know, I mean, mm. they talk about it in the movie too, but he's always the one who's got the 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 good outlook on everybody. Man is good. It's all going to be great. It's all, we're going to get through this. All that kind of stuff. And so I think a lot of people went into that thinking, well, this is going to be kind of that. It's going to be mm. have this Superman feel, and we're going to lighten up Batman, but you wouldn't because the place where batman is gotham and where metropolis is is a it's a dark place.
0: Right, this is at the end of like batman's kind of career. He's yeah. seen all the villains already yeah, well, and he's tired. He's older and he's exactly. like Exactly, oh.
2: they allude to it. It's been 20 years. They've been going mm-hmm. at this for 20 years and all this kind of stuff. They you know, they show the old robin outfit which, you know, in the in the comics um, the second Robin, not Dick Grayson, who everybody who everybody mm. thinks of as Robin, he got older. So then they got this other guy, and everybody in the comic world hated this Robin character. I mean, they even this was back in the day they uh, they did a one eight hundred poll because there wasn't an internet, <laughs> um, but they did a, a a poll a phone poll because they they captured the Robin and it was should he live or die and I, it's Jason Todd I think is the character's name I'm almost positive. Um, but should he live or die? Mm-hmm. So he died. <laughs> because of the, poll. the <laughs> because, poll. Because the poll overwhelmingly
0: huh.
2: said killing. Interesting. And so Joker, <laughs> the Joker ends up killing him, blowing mm. him up, all that kind of stuff. So that's where that suit comes from. Mm. The Robin suit that he's got in the case with the you know, oh, yeah. jokes on you, Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Robin suit. And that's where that. So now you're Uh-oh. like, okay, there's some of that history, and then they're throwing that in. So a lot of that, and that that is also kind of pulled from the Dark Knight uh, comic book series. Is you know, it's almost like the Batcave has become this museum mm-hmm. of Batman's life because he's got all this old stuff around and old costumes and all That's this right. old stuff. Um, so anyway, so I went in though still low expectations. Um, I saw the headlines of the reviews. Mm-hmm. I did not read any reviews going mm-hmm. in. Uh, which is kind of typically what I do anyway. Right. Um, Although my wife would tell you different Uh, (laughs) because she's like, oh, well, you've you've read the headlines. So now you think it's going to be an awful movie. Mm. And sometimes I do let that skew me. Right. But this one I was like, I don't care. I really don't care. I just want to go see it.
0: That's why it actually made a hundred and seventy million because people were like, Don't yeah, care. I exactly. still want to go see it. Well you
2: look at the Flickster and the Flickster had the credits at like forty percent mm-hmm. and the other pe- you know, the people that went actually saw the movie that paid the money were like, you know, eighty percent. Right. So what does that tell you? I mean it just and and so all this stuff about it, it's so dark, it's so it, it it's it has to be.
0: So it because was pretty. It, a lot of it came from the comic book, right? Is that- right.
2: A lot of it is. I mean, there's a lot of basis, and I, I don't know Justice League per se, comic book wise, just yeah. because I never got. I never got into him, mm. the comic book wise. I was more a Batman guy. Um, but the way I look at it is, it's called Dawn of Justice, and it's always darkest before the dawn, mm. and that's how I look at it. Is here's this darkness. Here's all this crap and here's all this you know, chaos if you will and the Justice League is going to rise up out of this and take on all the bad guys.
0: Right. That makes sense. Yeah. I went into it actually with high expectations because after <laughs> watching the previews and especially the third and final trailer, yeah, I yeah, thought, third trailer wow, was good too. this looks really good. So I went in expecting super high action and it was, I'm not sure It was what. a story It really it was, was a story For sure Because now the Batman Superman actual fight Was about five minutes Oh yeah <laughs> I was yeah. like wait a minute Yeah I wanted a little bit more And of course What I knew uh, Maybe I shouldn't say it Spoiler No I think I will no, Spoiler If you were listening to the spoiler alert we should know yeah. Batman wins yeah, I saw that coming oh, clearly. I'm like he's smarter That's what matters It's yeah. brain over brawn So yeah. Um, yeah. Batman won That was happy for me But yeah. it happened in five minutes And then he says Save Martha Oh that's the name of my mom yeah. Oh okay I guess you're not I confused myself I wasn't really sure How quickly that turned to 180 And I thought okay Whatever I'll keep watching Then yeah. you see Wonder Woman And then more action I was like okay I can deal with this Right. So I wasn't You know too disappointed But I wasn't blown away either So I was like right. okay Good enough I liked Man of Steel more than this one. Really, and I seem to be alone in that. Almost
2: Man of Steel was was a good reboot. the The one previous to that was oh yeah awful. Was, yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, let's just say it. It was awful. Mm-hmm. Um, Man of Steel was a really nice reboot uh, of the Superman franchise. Um, it needed it really bad, and it needed to go a different path than what they did with the with the last right horrible movie.
0: It made Superman more human, where he's wondering, should I be here? Right? I, should I reveal my powers? Right. Do I want to? Right? He wasn't just, oh, I'm here for truth and justice, and it's all. You're like, well, no, right. think about it. He's, they're trying to frame him in a different, more realistic yeah, view, which it, is I like.
2: It's tough. He's he's got a tough thing. You know, I have all these powers. I I could be the guy in the whole world, but
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, it's it's kind of like that. You know, with great power comes great resp- responsibility from Spider-Man. Right. You know, it's that whole dilemma that all these superheroes go through.
0: Yeah, it's, I like. I can,
2: I can lead. I can be the most powerful man in the world, but is that what I'm supposed to be?
0: Right. Superman is struggling with that, knowing he could totally get away with it. Oh, yeah. And then you have Batman who's worried, we don't know this guy. He just got here two years ago. Right. And he's like, I've been saving everyone <laughs> yeah. for the past 20 years, breaking my neck. And I'm one of you. I'm a human being. I can't right. do anything crazy. Right. So he's fighting the God. And yeah. then it's the God saying, you're still a human. I'm better than you. so it's, I can break you. Yeah. I can break you. And it's yeah. a dynamic that I was like, okay, that's interesting. I've never seen that in a movie before. That's yeah. what grabbed me. Someone who yeah. doesn't know the comics, I'd say, I want to see Batman and Superman fight. I've oh, heard no. of those rumors that, that, that happened in a comic book, but now oh, yeah. I want to watch it in a movie that's going to look great. So it drew me in, yeah. and you got my money. That's perfectly fine, because yeah. I enjoyed it to a degree.
2: And it's, it is it it is a really good beginning for the for the Justice League series. I re- It's yeah. a nice uh, tentpole for them to plant and say, let's go on from here. Now they just got to take it, and, you know, like Marvel has done dramatically well with the Avengers mm-hmm. and all those guys. Sure has. I mean, I, I honestly am, I was a DC guy. I didn't know anything about Marvel stuff mm-hmm. until I saw the Avengers. And then I went, I mean, I, I didn't even go see Iron Man, I wasn't interested, I didn't care,
0: mm.
2: I didn't care. And then I got dragged to the Avengers, and I went, wow.
0: <laughs> the first one. I, yeah, the yeah, first one.
2: Yeah. I'm like I'm really have been missing something so then I went back and watched all the old stuff and came back you know even the Hulk's movies were awful
0: too yeah yeah they were
2: but it's you know the Hulk's hard Um, but Marvel has just they've set the bar extremely high and now DC is really late to the game this movie this whole franchise situation should have been done about 10 years ago right but with all that said, Christopher Nolan. With, with if we had that, we wouldn't have had the Christopher Nolan movies,
0: which were fantastic. Which were I thought
2: unbelievable. Great, mm-hmm. great. I mean, far and away the best superhero movies for me, just for me. Maybe not anybody else. That's fine. I don't care. That's my opinion. It's they were just great.
0: I would. I would. I would agree with that. Spider-Man's yeah. were all right. I like the first one the best. Yeah, first Spider-Man. was great. I like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man's, except uh-huh. for number three, which was terrible.
2: Yeah, three was bad.
0: Other than that, I'm trying to think of other superheroes. No, I guess Batman, the Christopher Nolan ones are the ones that come to mind that yeah. I watched in high school, into college, and said, these are awesome. Yeah. And, Realistic, and, gritty, and fun. Just
2: the fact that Chris has at least got his finger in these
0: helps a lot. That's right. I saw that in the... Preview. previous uh, credits yeah
2: he's he's got his finger in it he's Mm -hmm. not completely i have a feeling he'll by the end of it he'll give in and do something even a little bit bigger Mm -hmm. one of them he's got to do something um but um like i said i think this is a really good starting point to see where we're going i mean we got to see aquaman Mm -hmm. who was unlike any aquaman we've ever seen before just in facial looks and all that kind of stuff. Aquaman's always been the butt of everybody's jokes. He really has. I mean, <laughs> he really has. Uh this was this was a really gruff, rough man's man Aquaman and he Which I like. I did too. You know? I like that too. The Flash mm. was interesting. The dream sequence with Flash in it was a little Weird.
0: See, I had to read about that later to know yeah. who that was and what was going on because I don't know the comics. But right. then I read it and said, "Oh, okay, that makes
2: well, the, sense." Well, the problem is I had to read about it too because honestly, when it was happening, I was going, hmm. "What? What? <laughs> what are we doing here?" So that that was my only odd moment in the movie hmm. that I was like questioning, going, "This is odd. What? I don't get this." So then I had – when I read and went, oh, it's Flash and he's talking – OK. All right. So – but is he, you know, really telling – and what's interesting is when he, when he says, you know, you were right, you were right, mm-hmm. within that little dream sequence, we're all thinking Superman. But now that I know it's the Flash, I think he's thinking – I think he's talking about somebody else.
0: Now – He must be.
2: Who that is, I don't know.
0: Right. Yeah, we'll find out. Um, I will say, I think DC is going to be taking my money for the next few years, just like oh, yeah. Marvel. You know, oh, I yeah. want to see Captain America versus oh, Iron yeah. Man. I'm like, I've never seen that before. Let's go see it. Yeah, and then Wonder not? Woman, shoot- not shoot-offs, but her own series. And then the Aquaman series that they'll get to eventually. I'm like, okay, yeah. I will see those too. Why not? With today's yeah. technology and oh, yeah. the themes of trying to make them more gritty and yeah. kind of dark. I'm okay with that. I don't want I super too. happy-go-lucky superheroes. I am We've too had that for long enough. I think
2: exactly. I, I I agree because that's you know especially from a Batman standpoint. That's the way Batman right. really has been. He's always been dark. Um. So it it's got to be dark. It's got to be because these guys are bringing hope to the world, and it's a crappy world within you know those movies. Just like it's kind of a crappy world that we're in right now. Right. Um. And I think it's just a mirror of what we're all facing, you know, realistically, you know. And I, I kind of leave that to the Avengers to kind of be the happy-go-lucky guys some. I mean, now we're going to have this huge Civil War thing that mm-hmm. um, should be really interesting. That was the last preview before the movie right. started. That's and right. uh, I thought, well, that was perfect, perfect product placement.
0: There'll still be a lot of snark from – uh, let's say Tin Man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from Iron Man, and that's to be expected. You're like, okay, right. I know that's coming, but well, from Batman know, and
2: Iron Man is the is is Marvel's answer to to Batman. If you think about it, hmm. he's he has no superpowers. He's right. just really rich and has a bunch of t- cool toys and, and can smart, do stuff right? Yeah, and extremely intelligent. I mean, a lot of these there's built into all these guys. Mm-hmm. They mirror each other from DC to Marvel. I mean, yeah. there's just you can look at guys and go, "He's that guy," or he's mm. you know, they, he's supposed to be that kind of guy, you know. So, it, comics are just kind of fun.
0: Yeah, they're, I, mean, it's, yeah. I wouldn't call them escapism because no. they're not. There's still elements of reality oh, that, yeah. and the themes and problems and there always emotions. There
2: always has been. Even when you yeah. look back at comics from the '60s, you know, they were talking about the Vietnam War. They were talking about the issues of today. And that's what that's what comics are have always been. They've always kind of been, like I said earlier, the mirror of reality and what's going on. And, and they're fun. And they're fun. Just a good time. It's two and a half hours of fun. I mean, you know, you get all, go out of there, and I was exhausted. I mean, mentally, you're just like, oh, right.
0: oh, But there's movies like Lord of the Rings that were over three hours, and Gladiator, I think, was two and a half back oh, yeah. in the day. There are movies that are two and a half. This yeah. was not a departure oh, from no, I, anything that's ever been done. When before.
2: I heard it was going to be two and a half hours, I was like. Great!
0: Yeah, that means well, okay. Duh. Awesome. I would think so. Yeah. It
2: better be because
0: mm-hmm.
2: there's a lot to happen, and there's still going to be even more,
0: more to come. But, yeah. Hopefully, TV series too. Those are always fun. I think they get yeah. more time to. All right, what do we want to tell this season? And they write it out. Well,
2: it's like I mean, I'm I'm hugely into Gotham,
0: mm-hmm.
2: which is the Fox series, right? Which
0: I've heard good things about.
2: Oh that. my god! It, it's. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole nother show. Huh. It's um, it's really really good that's a that's one that I was again low expectations mm. and it kind of hit last season it kind of hit this you know midpoint and then it just i don't know the writers like took a whole bunch of coffee or something and just started writing like- and then i mean last week's show was. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Um, because the great thing about last week's show, real quick spoiler, and it's not really that big, a, but there was a moment when Bruce, who is like 14, 13, mm-hmm. 14, there's a moment in last week's show where you see the man he's going to become. And you see the dark side of him, and he just he goes from this. Real young naive kid because that's what he's kind of been through the whole series. Right to this, yeah. I this was you know because he gets into a kind of a fight Mm. and he gets his butt kicked. But through it all, he's like,
0: "Yeah, this is what I have to do. This
2: is this is what I I I need to do. This this is why." (laughs) Dang, and it's just like, oh my gosh! I I mean, I you look to my wife and I went, "Did you see that look?" did you see it there it was
0: what season There's, is this two no three
2: this is season three three okay, yeah. yeah so you're not that far behind
0: so but is it on netflix or amazon hulu the,
2: it's on netflix the first okay. season's on there um season two should be right behind it but okay. but it is it's it was a it's a really interesting concept how do you do a batman story without batman
0: mm-hmm. because
2: that's what it is right um and it's been really fun to see them develop all these characters and you know, you see the penguin mm-hmm. like the first time that the penguin and the guy that becomes the Riddler meet and there's just that moment of and they just kinda look at each other, I mean they they're giving really subtle nods to the comics, to the things that are coming with each other. I like it. Yeah, like yeah. one of my one of my <laughs> one of the really fun moments from the series was there was a moment Bruce was out and about in the city, and he was knocking on some door, and Penguin just happened to be walking behind him. And here's the knock, and he looks, and he looks over at the kid, and he just kind of gives him this look of, huh. And then he keeps walking. But it was this look of, and everybody that knows is like, one of these days you guys are going to beat the crap out of each other. Won't mm-hmm. that be fun? <laughs> I like but it. it's But it's really, Gotham's a really good series. It's a real fun series.
0: All these uh, superhero stories, always good fun. Oh, yeah. Always exciting.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I like it's it. action. It's fun.
0: <laughs> and if you want action and fun, you come to Bonfire. That's what we're here for. You know, if you want to talk about Hillary, eh, don't come here. No. If you want to hear about Hillary or Obama, don't come here. No. You know the drill. Thank you, Chris. You got it, buddy. For joining us. Absolutely. Everybody, we'll be right back.
1: This is the Bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network. The founder of this company... realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Bonfire On Demand on the Blaze Radio Network. Here's your host, Andrew Herzog.
0: This is a very review-heavy podcast this week. Obviously, we just left Batman-Superman talk. Always fun. Always fun. Like I said, I am not a comic book nerd. I don't know these things. But DC and Marvel will still get me in the theater, because inevitably, the previews look interesting enough that they suck me in, and I give them my money. And that's fine. That's how it works. They give the best that they think they can in a preview, and they say, there you go. Go check it out. And I do. So, allow me to give you a preview now of something that I have recently found, even though it's been around for more than a decade. It is the BBC's Top Gear, <laughs> and i well, it's on Netflix, so in case you want to check it out, which I highly recommend you do, I was minding my business one day at home, and my roommate, he's a very, um, as the Brits would say, petrol, he's a petrol head, here, it's a gear head, he had the show on, and I sat there for a minute, and I thought, hmm, what is this, looks interesting, I like the way it's shot, there's a lot of action, there's comedy, it's funny, and it's interesting, and I realized, oh, wait a minute, this is a TV show, isn't it? He said, yeah, this is Top Gear. I said, oh, I've, I've, I think I've heard of that, but I don't think I've ever sat and watched. And I did, and now I'm hooked. So I'm kind of going back through some of the older seasons. Each episode's really about an hour. That's how long these bad boys are. And they have a lot, they jam a whole lot of content into that. And I really enjoy that. So, if I don't feel like watching a movie or a 20-minute episode of Home Improvement, for example, I think I'll turn on some Top Gear. And I do. So, without further ado, let me go ahead and play you a little bit of a Top Gear preview to show how interesting it is, the kind of details they talk about. And, I mean, I'll kind of describe the video, but most of the time I'll just shut my mouth so that you can listen to the presenter because he is... They're funny, too, because they have accents. (laughs) That's what I think is very appealing about it, at least as an American. So I sit here, I watch it, and enjoy it. All right, here is the preview of Top Gear from the BBC.
2: Besides the terrain response, there's also a computer that disconnects the anti-roll bars to increase wheel articulation. We're over. I mean, that was... That's a big old cross-axling hump to get over. Didn't even notice. And there's more. Yeah. Water. Good. Gives me a chance to play with something else I have on board, and that is. Sonar. Kid you not.
0: He's now driving through water. It's crazy.
2: Sonar transmitters and receivers in the door mirrors. Measure the depth of the water. It'll make a big noise if it's getting too deep.
0: Just goes right through the water, right through the river. Not worried, not worried. I feel like I'm driving a luxury
2: hotel room through a swamp.
0: Ooh. Ouch. Just... Pretty much like it, never. (laughs) I think I've repaired that, more or less
2: more or less how it was good
0: there you go can't beat it the accents the content and it's about cars who doesn't like cars i'm not a gearhead i don't know a lot about the engines internal combustion engines and electric vehicles how it's all mechanized and put together don't know and kind of almost don't care but To the degree that i just like to, oh, that's how that works. And, oh, new innovation in a car. And then Tesla is starting to do new things. It's crazy that there's a TV show that goes through this and says, we're here to test drive some of these cars. And they do. And they put them through hell. This guy, I forget. I think it's James Hammond. He just drove a Range Rover. This was back in 2013. So about three years old now. And he was just driving it out in the wilderness through the mud crazy steep hills almost vertical which is insane and the car made it it was fine and the suv just went right up it and all the innovations that they put into it and i'm sure it's almost a hundred thousand dollars that has got to be what it is but if you have that kind of money then that's what you can do go out and just go through the mud go through the river and you're fine <laughs> it has all this crazy technology that is the beauty of all these cars in today's world They're starting to think, hmm, what else can we add to this? Ooh, what else can we do? This is crazy. And it's fun, and it's enjoyable to watch it being presented by a couple Brits. three of them, actually. Jeremy Clarkson, James Hammond, and James May. Wait. James. Jeremy. James. I guess it is James. I don't know. I'm still learning the, uh, not the characters, but the hosts. And kind of their shtick. And I enjoy it. So, take it from Bonfire. Bonfire Bonfire-approved TV show. Top gear from the BBC.
1: This is the Bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network On Demand. Don't miss Pat and Stu. I'm saying it's great. But you almost said that like you didn't mean. No. Don't read it. into what I'm saying. Take all it right. exactly for face take value. Take it Right at face value. Yeah. I will. Fine. I really like Jeffy. We'll Just take it for, at its face value. Don't don't, well, try, try, to read it don't to try to read in all exactly evidence. Don't try it's to read on. Exactly it's right. mm-hmm. huh, okay. definitely not true. What's not uh, true? What? Nothing. <laughs> Pat and Stu, weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Bonfire on demand,
0: hosted by Andrew Herzog
1: on the Blaze Radio Network.
0: final block of the day is golf related. Good old golf. Golf is a man's sport. It is a gentleman's sport. Uh, I played basketball when I was in high school, thoroughly enjoyed it, and I still do whenever I happen to get around to playing it. It is obviously much more physically demanding than golf, but in your adult life, if you have time for basketball, great, go for it, but for me... I have more of the, the patience or the demeanor, I guess, for golf now more than basketball. I will go spend four hours playing golf sooner than playing, you know, two to four hours of basketball. That's just because for some reason it's, it's easier for me to wrap my mind around that now. And I believe one reason why is because I can go play golf by myself. You can play the, the, the actual game and, you know, try to make par or under par on every hole. If you're playing basketball, sure, you can grab the ball and you can shoot hoops, but what are you doing? You can kind of keep track of some points. You could play yourself in horse, or I mean, what can you do in basketball by yourself except just shoot the ball? You can try to keep together some sort of scorecard, more or less, but in golf, it's clearly defined how many strokes on the number of holes, and that's what you do. So you can play by yourself and work on your game or you can play as a group, which is far more enjoyable. Go with your buddies, get some golf carts, got to go out there with some food and some beer and have a good time. And it's an afternoon and evening activity. It takes hours, like I said. If you want to play all 18 holes, it takes about 4 hours. That's 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 fun. During the week, we're inside, you're working at desks, you're studying or at school, whatever. And then on the weekends, you get to go outside. Beautiful outside, and you get to play some golf. It's at a nice leisurely pace, more or less. And if you want to rush, okay, you could do that. It'll probably affect your game, if that matters to you. But other than that, you get to have the food and the beer and the drinks with you in the go-kart. Golf cart, sorry. (laughs) In the golf cart. And you just, you get to talk. You get to have fun. You get to be outside. What's not to like? You get to wear stupid golf clothes. (laughs) And those are always fun. Brightly colored pants and shorts, Sperry's, golf shoes, polos. Come on. That's very... (laughs) I don't know how to describe it. It's fun, though. So, uh, I'm happy to say, though, that I, Andrew Herzog, will be able to play in a golf tournament. But uh, when is it? April 8th, I believe. So, that gives me about a week to practice. I'm very much a newbie. I wouldn't say I actually started playing golf until mid-2015, so maybe a year at the most, where I would start to learn the vernacular and how to tackle the game, the different rules. Um, only about a year. And I said, okay, I'm going to go do a tournament. Why not? And I'm not, it's not by myself. It's not PGA, obviously. Nowhere near that. It's just a group. Four guys and all these different teams, and I'm with uh, three other guys, and we're going to try to play and win, I'm assuming for charity? I'm not really sure. I just know I was approached about it, and I said, "Uh, golf, tournament, Friday, let's do it! And so, I'll make an announcement on a future podcast, what happened on that fateful day. Um, We'll see if I score, you know, a two, three hundred strokes, which would be (laughs) terrifically terrible. No, um, the the best I've had uh, lately was about a 111. That's still pretty bad. You're not really considered a solid golfer until you you get below 100. You know, and then the pros, they're the ones that go 60 to 90, I believe, um, you know, strokes on 18 holes. And they're pretty par for the course and <laughs> making par and getting under par. That's normal for them. Not so much for me. So I hope that I'm not the weakest link in the chain. I'm terribly worried that I will be, but it's about having fun. So I hope that I am up to the challenge, I will enjoy the day outside. And I will give everybody an update on the golf situation that I have just volunteered for. So, here's a bonfire suggestion. Do a little golf. Or tennis. How about do an outside sport? Sure. Play some basketball on an outside court. Great. Throw the football around. Throw the baseball around. It's almost summer already, okay? America's pastime. Get your baseball out. Throw it around. Have some fun. Be outside. That's really the bottom line here. I will be doing it with golf. Others may do what you wish. You have the Bonfire permission to do so. (laughs) So, everybody, thank you for tuning in this week to the Bonfire Podcast. Please go to bonfirethoughts.com. And if you're a writer, you fancy yourself a writer, you want to hone that skill, send us your stuff. Bonfire is accepting. And we've got um, about four or five writers now, which is great. You go at your own pace, send what you got, and enjoy it. That's what matters. Bonfire is about fun. You should know that by now. And, of course, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all over the interwebs. And you can hear me back here on the Blaze Radio Network next time, about a week from now, more or less.
1: Adios! The Bonfire, only on the Blaze Radio Network.